Okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You want us to change the name? Yeah. The name of the podcast. Make it more superhero-based. We we are superhero-based. So oh, I don't, okay, okay. What, do you, what do you mean? Just, just hit me up for a second here. Ready? Okay. B-Man and his amazing friends. Boom. Yeah, I'm going to start the show. You are listening to the Old Titans. This is John Paul. The co-creator, executive producer, editor, writer, CEO, CFO, and an overall amazing guy, the one and only B-Man. Does that make me one of your amazing friends? It is, you are my amazing sidekick, yes. Okay. I thought it was friends, not sidekicks. Well, no, friends can be sidekicks. Oh, okay. Right. I'm sure Batman is friends with you know Robin as well as being a sidekick. He's a good father figure. At least I think he's a father to Robin right now. No, I mean, okay. Well, that's that Robin. Yeah. Okay, sure. Let, let's let's get on with it. So, um, B-Man, question yes. of the week from last time. Two-part two part question here. Ready? Yep. Okay. Slashers. This is a Halloween show, kind of last week before Halloween starts. Yep. Just going back, we said Michael Myers, but let's go back even further. Let's let it face. Change that mask or whatever. Okay. Back to the 70s. You know, the big yeah. uh, slashers. Yeah. You can pick one to go after you who had the best survivability, again, ah, survivability against. Yeah. And one, you know what? I'm just screwed. This guy's going to kill me. So the one I don't, we don't want any of them to right. be around us. But if we had to, who would we think we could survive and who would we be think, like, oh, forget it. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Okay, um, thought about it? Okay. This is one I didn't have to think very long and hard on, and I don't have multiple answers or anything else. I got just it's pretty straightforward. Uh, Jason is the one that I would think I have a chance against. Not like physical, face-to-face, punch-punch, you know, no, none of that. Knock it off. No, no, that's, that's, forget that. But as long as I know he's coming, I mean, you know, if I'm in bed asleep and he shows up in the cabin with a knife over me and about to stab me, I'm, I'm dead. Right. But as long as I know he's coming and I know to be on the lookout and run... Unlike the game, he doesn't really teleport. No matter what the movies make it look like, he doesn't really teleport. He moves, moves quickly, but he still just moves and typically doesn't run. He typically just walks. Yeah, I don't think he ran past part three or maybe part four. Yeah, and he usually doesn't go outside except for Manhattan and space. You know, typically he doesn't go outside of Camp space Crystal Lake. Space wasn't doing. Right. Uh, Manhattan, you know, this is kind of odd. Uh, yeah. We'll ignore that one that it even existed. Um so I think once you're outside of the Camp Crystal Lake kind of boundaries, or far enough outside, you, know, you hit the interstate and get on down the road, you're okay. I think I can stay ahead of him. Yeah. That's just that. I mean, yeah, it depends on what the writer says, but you know, I think I can stay ahead of him. But if it's a really situation, you put you out fifty percent. So I build fifty, sixty percent for Jason. Yeah. If I know he's coming. I'm going to put it at about 80 or 85% survivability. Even though really you don't know really the think. camp that well and he knows the camp like the back of his hand? I would know it well enough from having gone into it. So, I mean, yeah. and I always look at maps and everything before I get to a place. I don't so think I, that really help. Yeah. I, I'll give you about 20%. <laughs> um, okay. I want to hear your half of that before we get to the second half of it. Um, I'm going to say Chucky. Yeah? I find Chucky the least intimidating. I can't be intimidated by him ever. He's but a he, doll. But he can hide behind stuff so much easier. Yeah, but you know what? You just you block the ways in. Eventually, you see him coming, okay. and then you pick up and just body slam him, and just land on him, just sit on him, just beating his head. And I can't see Chucky being a threat. Okay, I give my I give my like ninety percent chance of beating him. Okay, he might slash my tendon or something like that, but well, that would not be good. I mean, that that would probably hurt. Yeah, we'd stop you from moving quite a bit. Yes, but I could still beat the junk out of him. Okay, so Does, yeah, Chucky. 
Yeah, I'm not going to go there. Um, all right, so the second half, the one that you just forget it and just right. not going to happen. Um, Freddy, I, you're in your dream, and I don't care how much the Dream Master showed us how you can control and everything else. I'm sorry. Dream thing, I'm just afraid it would be. Like those dreams you have of, you know, everybody talks about the dream where you show up at school and you're not prepared for the test. Right. Or all those kind of things. The one that always gets me is where I need to get somewhere, and I need, might even be able to see where it is. But I have to get there quickly. And all of a sudden, I'm moving in slow motion. My legs are like weight, you know, lead, and I'm crawling, and just, I just can't get there. I'm afraid that's what would end up happening to me in the dream. And I just, no, no, Freddy. I don't want to have anything to do with Freddy. You and I on the same exact page there. Okay. Love Freddy, but I'm like, and I can kind of control my dreams when I'm realizing I'm dreaming. But like you said, the slow motion one, that's what got me as well, was that it happens to me all the time when I'm running from somebody or running somewhere in a, like a lot of times I put my shoe on. Shoe doesn't fit. Yeah. fit like, there's some stupid things. Yeah, yeah, no. So yeah, Freddie, I'm agree with. He's. I'm kind of done. Yeah, yeah, that we're. And the problem with Freddie too is that he would totally. Uh, at least Jason would kill you right away. <laughs> like Jason would like crush your head and something like that. It'll hurt for a couple of seconds, but then you're dead. Freddie will keep you alive and play with you. Yeah, that's true. So that's there's a problem with yeah. that. All right, so that was a pretty easy one to answer this week. Yeah. A good one, a good one for Thank Halloween. You. Thank you. All right, so we're gonna move on to the news. Dee, 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 dee. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, so I'm glad you did that. That makes me happy. Okay. Um, first item in the news I wanted to mention was Star Trek Discovery. Um, we've both been watching it. Yes. Um, I'm up to episode four or five. Um, depends on whether you count the first two-parter as one or two episodes. I think they count it as two. But anyway, I'm not caught up. The most recent episode from this past Sunday I have not seen. Okay. Except for that, I've been enjoying it. Thought it's been really good. Is it the best show on television ever? No, but really enjoying it. But I, I enjoy, think, yes, think I enjoy. it's really good. Much better than Voyager and half of DS9, second half. Enjoyed the first half of DS9. But anyway, all that aside, um, really enjoying it. And it has been renewed for a second season. I'm noticing with this um, new Star Trek show, the fans are completely split. Oh, yeah. Like they either yeah. absolutely love it yep. or they absolutely hate it. I haven't found anybody, oh, it's all right. Like I actually generally enjoy it. Yeah. But I've never been a Star Trek fan before. Like, I, I like the new movies, the reboot yeah, type thing. Yeah. Those are fun, but other than that, I even like any of them. Even people write the con. It was amazing. Eh, it was enjoyable. But I, I've actually always been one of those Star, yeah. Star Wars guys. I always yeah. loved Star Wars so much that Star Trek always paled. Kind like Coke versus Pepsi or Elvis yeah. versus Beatles. You've that, that, a, that's been me. Yeah. Beatles, Star Wars or Star Trek, or for you, it's Star Wars. Yeah. I've always enjoyed both because they're so different in what they are. One is very science fiction. One is very science fantasy. I mean, Star Wars is more science, it's science fantasy. fantasy yes. It's it's taking a D and D world and putting science fiction elements around it. In right. a way. Star Trek is trying to project, not super realistic, but realistic enough where the world could go scientifically and ex- exploration wise. So just completely different shows. So I've never worried about trying to compare those two. Well, Coke versus Pepsi. I go Coke every time. Me as well. Elvis versus Beatles. Elvis every time. I go Beatles. Yeah. yeah. No accounting for taste. Godzilla no. versus King Kong. King Kong. Yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, I, I go for the American. Actually, I, I enjoy probably the Godzilla movies more because there's more of them. Although the most recent King Kong is better than the most recent Godzilla. Hey, that, that it was. I would say that. Yeah, no matter which side I was on, yes, that's that, Yeah. There's no question there. It's okay. All right, so that was uh, Star Trek. The other one is um, the rumors on Justice League's length. It's something they have not announced, and there's all kinds of conspiracy theories behind the scenes of why they have announced it. I don't think it's any secret. We know that Zack Snyder dropped out. Joss Whedon took over. There are reshoots, and he's going to edit it. No matter how much anybody wants to say this is Zack Snyder's movie, in the end, it's still being edited and 
put together finally by Joss Whedon. They're going to have different styles. No matter what was planned before, the final link isn't going to be known until it's all put together. And Batman vs. Superman did incredibly well, dollar-wise, even with all the controversy. Where it lacked and didn't make the billion-dollar mark, because I think it would have. It made 800-plus million. Where it would have made the billion-dollar is if it had been a little bit shorter. It was two hours and 40 minutes or something like that. Roughly, yeah. Uh, somewhere around there. Well, that limits the number of showings you can have in, in the movie theaters on a daily basis. And most of your money comes in those first couple of weeks uh, in, in each location. So you limit the number of showings. And this happens with all movies. Whether you like the movie or don't like the movie, the longer the movie is, the, the lower its final number is going to be. Right. So the studio is probably going to be pushing for slightly shorter. So back in March, there was a rumor that this one was going to be, I see, it was... 171 or 172 minutes, which is just eight or nine minutes shy of a three-hour movie. Which is incredibly long. It's a very long movie. Now, Lord of the Rings, each one of them, the theatrical run, got closer and closer to three hours. In fact, I think the third one, Return of the King, was three hours in the theater. Still enjoyable. It's still enjoyable. And then the at-home version of the extended stuff was even longer. Yeah, I can't do that. Being 171 or 172 minutes was not a problem. As long as it should be. Batman vs. Superman, no matter how much I enjoyed it and you didn't, I think part of it is I can ignore some of that stuff that shouldn't be in there. There's a lot of... You could have trimmed 10 minutes of that just by cutting scenes 5 seconds here and 10 seconds there that were not needed where Scott or Zack Snyder likes to just leave the camera on something for too long. You could have trimmed 5 or 10 minutes without even blinking right. and had the same story. Joss Whedon, I think, is doing that. And now the new rumor that's just come out is it is going to be the shortest of all the DC movies um, that have come out at one hour and, I'm oh, sorry, two hours and one minute, 121 minutes. So one hour and one minute. That is actually perfect. I said two hours, 10 minutes should be the max. So um, It kind of depends. I will say it all depends. If you have a really dense story like A Return of the King or something, and you do it really, really well throughout, and, ha- and know your pacing and everything else, and your story lends itself to it, I can go three or four hours, no problem. Wasn't Avengers like two and a half hours? Or am I thinking something totally wrong? Uh, I want to say it was 220. Okay. It might have been two and a half. It might have been, yeah, but I want to say it was like 220. Even that's, it was, that never dragged, ever. No. And with that many characters, you think, okay, you've got to introduce characters, get them together, introduce relationships, introduce backstory for villain, and move forward. You can see why you need a lot of time for that. So there are, there's a combination of people out there. There's some people worried that it's too short, that... Joss Whedon had to fix Zack Snyder's movie, and in doing so, like cut out the stuff that wasn't necessary, but he wasn't allowed to shoot too much new because he still had to meet the deadline. So there's not enough stuff, and it's going to feel too short and not do enough justice. There's other people that think, oh, no, we're actually going to get a fantastic movie because Joss gave us the most important stuff. It's going to feel perfect. Other people saying, no, this is exactly what Zack Snyder planned all along. I mean, there's, there's all rumors everywhere, conspiracy theories and all the rest. I'm pretty sure it's not what Snyder planned all along. No, Snyder I think likes he, the long, drawn-out movies. Yeah. If, if you look at all, 300 forward, I mean, I think 300 is the only one that was close to two hours. And that's because it wasn't based on a very long story. Right. Everything else since then has been long movies. Right. That, that's where he was heading. I have, even though he denied publicly the 171 minutes back in March, I have a feeling that was probably pretty close to accurate. Probably 169. Like, oh, yeah, something, something like that. Um and again, if it's really good, like if you found out that the two hours, let's, let's say two hours and 20 minutes was exactly Avengers. And then you found out that Joss Whedon had a director's cut 
that was two hours and fifty minutes long. Would you? Would, would you? Would that have bothered you? No. That thick, and it was his what he originally wanted, but the studio had made him cut it down. And it was what he originally envisioned. And that would have been okay. The reason I'm just Avengers never dragged to me. Right. Batman v Superman. I told you before. I think it's an F movie. Fatal F movie. I think if you cut out a lot of the edited out a lot of that junk, I might go as high as a C. Because there were parts of the movie I really enjoyed. Um, a lot of parts I would have completely done differently. Yeah. But, I mean, there was just too much nonsense in there. And the movie got so boring to me at times. I still want to edit. There's a bunch of fan edits out there. I yeah. want to see some of them. But I would love to sit down with it sometime. I just haven't found the time or been too lazy. I'd love to sit down and put together my own edit. And I have a feeling I'd get down to about the two-hour mark. Maybe even, hour, maybe even an hour and 45 minutes. Do you know how to edit? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I've done, I've done it before. I, well, I think you should do that. Yeah, that would be fun. And I think... I think there's a really, really good movie in there. Because we've said Henry Cavill's performance and his look and everything else is great as Superman. Right. We've said that um, the Ben Affleck Batman was very well done. Mm-hmm. Alfred, very well done. You know, there's a mix on Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but some of his portrayal of Lex Luthor was really good. Some of it went over the top or right. out in the left field. But I think if you took all of just the best stuff and put it together... I think you'd end up having a really, really good movie. Okay. You, you would cut out, Martha! You know, yeah. You'd cut out that. Yeah. You don't need that. You can still well, have him fight. You do need that, though. You need a reason him not to kill Superman, because he says Martha. I think if you can edit it, you can you can get it there. I think there's enough footage there that you can do it. Okay. I, I want to see the, the John Paul uh, edit. All right. So, that's, um, so I'm looking forward to this. I'm hoping it is around the two hour. It ends up being two hours and ten or two hours and fifteen. That's fine. But... Right. Um, it does tell me if that rumor is correct, and the rumor is based on a couple of movie theaters posting their times. Now, did they make up the time, or did they get that from the studio somewhere? The studio is not officially announcing anything. Okay. Supposedly, tickets go on sale next Monday, so worst case, we'll know by then. All right. Exciting. Um, those are my news items. Do you have anything for us? Yeah, um, just a random thing I heard. Right. Scott Gimple from The Walking Dead oh, yeah. said the whole plan for this series is to go 20 seasons. 20. 20. Two zero. That's like Simpsons territory. That's well, Simpsons is I think twenty seven right now. Well, you know, but very few things go there. Well, yeah, that. it's ridiculous. The most, the most successful shows around, like Mash, Mary Tyler Moore, things like that from television history, go like eleven seasons. How long was Mash? Eleven. Uh, okay. Both of those I think were eleven seasons. And Supernatural is heading that way right now too. Supernatural is going to be like I don't even know what they are right now, but they got to be. I think 14. they're number twelve. I think maybe thirteen. It's twelve. I, it's twelve I, I, or thirteen. I have no idea, but and to me, like. I enjoy it, but I haven't enjoyed it as much since the prison. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I guess like parts of uh, Terminus was really cool and that kind of stuff, but it's not in like a must-see show of me anymore. Like right away, I watched this one right recently. Right away, it's hundredth episode. People were on Facebook had to watch it. I was about to say let's, let's we'll segue that right into our main topic. Right. So, Walking Dead return this week. Right. All right. So, hundredth episode. Continue. Um, oh, and spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah, there there will be a lot of spoilers in this yeah. one. Uh, it there, was, there are zombies in it. Okay. There weren't many, actually. Actually, there weren't. <laughs> uh, this was, I guess, the war. Is The war is officially happening. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the episode, but I would, it is a lot of problems I have with it, story-wise. It, the core of the story, I enjoyed. Right. It was frustrated by all the stuff that should have been trimmed out. Almost like the Zack Snyder, Joss Whedon edit discussion. I think if you trim out all that extra stuff and go with just the core story, it was really cool. Okay. Except for maybe one or two. Well, let's we'll start off with the fact that they make a whole point of 
we're going to kill Negan. We just kill one person. Kill Negan, we're good. Yeah. Just gonna kill Negan, that's it. Yep. And that was said like a hundred times with the episode. Oh, it's constantly. I mean, that's exaggeration. I know, but, it, but yeah, it's... And then they finally get him. They can finally get there. And this is completely spoilers if you didn't see it, you know. Sorry. But they finally show up. They're completely barricaded in. Yep. You can't get to the um, I don't know what the survivors are called. Which group's called Alexandrians or whatever. Well, there's there's Ale- there's Alexandria. There's, there's kingdom. the kingdom. There's Hilltop. Yeah. So well, group, we'll call Rick's army. We'll Rick's just say army. Rick's army. That works. Rick's army is pretty secured. Yeah. You know they're barricading. Negan's on the open. Maybe. What? Which which I gotta say first. I know exactly where you're going, but first I gotta say, if you're Negan, who's not a dummy. Yeah, Negan's a very smart man. Very smart person. guy. If you're Negan and you see all this happen, first of all, he should have been planning more ahead of time. But okay, let's put aside the planning ahead of time. Maybe he had plans and this was just a really good plan from Rick's army. You know they want to kill you. You either A, stay barricaded and talk to them from a secure location, or B, open the door and walk right out and make yourself a gigantic target. Right. Which do you do? And you think, <laughs> what was he, about 20 feet away from Rick, give or take? Maybe a little further. Yeah, probably a little further, but not not a ridiculous amount. All right. So, and they start talking. And nothing together. between them except a little bitty rail. Yeah. Yeah. And they start talking together for like fifteen minutes. I'm just, hey, Rick, I expected to do this. This is ballsy, you and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're bantering back and forth this entire time. Rick's army is obviously tipped off at Negan. They are very upset. Nobody, nobody, took a shot at Negan. Yeah. Until Rick starts counting. I'm gonna start counting now. Why? You, hope, you no matter what, you even said it right there when you're talking to him. I'm going to to kill you. At least I'll give him this. This is the only thing I'll give him, and this is a really tiny thing. At least he didn't wait till he finished counting. He just went ahead and started shooting. But before they he still miss him. Oh, I know. That's... And it's like they make a point of these guys are good. Rick, especially, is a good marksman. He's a and he has marksman. a machine gun. He shoots a machine gun and doesn't manage to hit him. I mean, if he does hit him, doesn't really hurt him. Yeah. It... Mind blowing! Like you guys should have done a better job with the story of yeah. that. So my problems with this story, I know you're, you're taking the main part of it. My overall problems, the multiple timelines where they were going to get really artsy, yes, got really confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm okay with artsy, but it was unnecessary. I thought for this one, the way they did it, I agree. Um, the plan itself did not seem to take into account the fact that Negan might be planning as well. So. They had nobody in reserve anywhere. I mean, yes, they had their residence back in their homes, but they drove all these cars into one location, all crammed in together. Yeah, what if Negan had that plane, like, bombed, booby-trapped? Yeah. Or even if he didn't have it bombed, what if he was holding another rocket launcher? They've seen one. They've used one. What if he's found one somewhere? Grenade something. Anything. Any number of things could have just completely destroyed Rick's army all at once. Right. Um, I kept waiting the whole time for Negan to have had a... Another plan. And he kept insinuating he did, but yeah. he never really showed anything. Right. So that was, I thought, poorly done. Waiting and waiting and waiting, because we know as the audience, Negan is too valuable to the story. Just they, they're not going to just kill him off in the first episode. Fine. So why put yourself in a situation like that to where, when I say put yourself in a situation, I mean from the writer's standpoint, why put your characters in that situation where you have to write them to be stupid? I hate it when you have to make the character stupid in order for your story to work. They wanted to have a standoff. I think they wanted to give Negan a reason to strut around and talk about the size of each of their manhoods. And because you know, he's, they, he is entertaining, yes. He is entertaining. And they wanted to give him a reason to do a Negan speech. Right. 
and they wanted to have it out in the open, not behind a closed door. And they couldn't think of a more creative way to do it than what they did, which is just dumb. It was dumb. And that was, again, we mentioned this last year. Um, I think when Wazir tried to shoot Negan with a gun, yeah. point yeah. blank, is you make some characters just seem too dumb. Yeah. For a moment or a period of time just to make the story move forward. Yeah. It just, just doesn't work. That part doesn't work. Um, another one. Father, uh, what's his name? Is it Gabriel? Gabriel, yes. So. Uh, Father Gabriel is left behind at the end. Okay, first of all, I understand. I know a lot of people I've read online said, I would never have stopped for, what was the former leader of the Hilltop? I forgot his name. Benjamin? Was it Benjamin? No, whatever his name is. Uh. That guy. He's out there, help me, help me. Okay, I get it. He's a priest or reverend or something. He's he's a holy man, man of God. Even if he has convinced himself getting into this war is the right thing, killing is okay for these purposes... There's still that core of him. He sees somebody, even if it is a bad person, it's somebody who he knows is doing the bad thing because of being afraid and all the rest. Right. And I can see his core wanting to be compassionate and save the guy. I got no problem with Father Gabriel doing that. Why not just drive forward in your truck and let the guy jump in the truck? I, I couldn't figure that part either. Or jump in the back or jump on top or anything else. Because you know the plan. You know the zombies are coming. Yeah. Why did he have to get out and go over? Because if you noticed, he even got out on the passenger side. And hit the keys with you. Yeah. I mean, Something. That was the stupidest thing. Again, make the character be dumb because you want to set it up so that he's left behind. With Negan, yeah. With Negan. It's like everything about it was frustrating in the, in the details. The overall cool plan was great. I mean, just generic. And they finally had an episode where the good guys... Just outright one. Outright won something. That that was good. And they needed, for a 100th episode, Having I think that's why we enjoyed it. It's the first time, really, we've had from beginning to end, except for Gabriel at the very end, we had the good guys plan something, execute, and succeed and win. Because almost every time that's happened, something's gone wrong somewhere. Right. And I was actually waiting for that to go wrong yeah. the entire time. So even if they ended up winning in the end, there's been something really bad in the middle. Or it started off bad and they rescued it. This is one that from beginning, middle to end, they succeeded. Other than possibly the killing of Negan himself, but... Another thing, too, is there's no way I'm sorry that Rick leaves Negan in the open alive. He did. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the number one plan was to go kill Negan. That's why you're doing everything that you're doing. And you know what? He was sitting there peppering that metal barricade that Negan was behind. Then a couple of slits in it. He was peppering that with bullets. If Negan had not had that between him and Rick, Rick would have hit him like 20 times. Right. He was pretty accurate. With the same machine gun that he was aiming at Negan with. With nothing. It's like, really? Really? Um, it just, it was all. Yeah. And then, I also love the, um, this is one that you might have to say is comic booky. At the very beginning, when everybody's playing stuff, and they're crossing off locations on the list, which actually I thought was very effective. That was awesome, that was yeah. very cool. When the arrow is shot into the tire for Dwight's tire with the message, and then Dwight sends the arrow back, thunk, and okay, they showed from that at least Dwight shooting the arrow back was pretty blind, and it lands one foot or so from Daryl, in the same way that the arrow from Daryl landed to him. About yeah, and more than likely Daryl's had to be fairly blind because of the distance and location. 
Really? They're both going to put an arrow within one foot of the other person well, in that kind of situation? I'm actually okay with that part. Because Dower is a marksman. I know. But it, it was just, it was awfully convenient. But again, that's one I think I'm going to have to chalk up to. It's a comic book. These are the good guys. I'm okay They're with exceptional. That. Okay. Uh, but again, when you, when you do exceptional things and you turn around and do dumb things, it, yeah. it just it really makes you question it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I waited for a major, a hundredth episode. I thought there should have been a major death. It wasn't. Um, other than Negan's crew, yeah. which I didn't think any main characters of that died either. Oh, also thought when Daryl was riding down the road to lure the zombies along, yeah, and he's setting off the explosions left and right. Again, it's a TV show. I get it. There's a couple of those explosions he set off way too close to himself. If the Mythbusters were still around doing their thing and did the math on it, there, there's a brand new Mythbuster show about to start in November with a new pair oh, of Mythbusters. Oh, I don't think a pair. We use entertaining. We can talk when it comes on. We should talk about that that week. We will. It's, um, but anyway, they would. They always talked about the you know, blast radius and shrapnel and all those other kind of things. He was in the blast radius for every one of those. Maybe one or two he wasn't. For most of them, he's in the blast radius, which means he'd have been knocked off the motorcycle. But again... Even if he didn't get hurt. In the show where the zombie apocalypse is happening, you've got to kind of suspend your belief a little bit there. I know. Now, I'm cool with that. I'm I'm, I'm not nitpicking that. But but if nothing else, the one that he blew up in front of the zombie that was standing there, he should have had a femur through his neck or something. I mean, (laughs) there's shrapnel. Probably should have, yes. I agree with that. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's what I mean about nitpicking. That one maybe is a nitpick, but it was all the little details that made that kept this episode from going from I enjoyed it, it was decent, to actually being great. This is the first, really, in my opinion, this is the first premiere that has been just kind of eh, okay. I'm actually totally with you there. Completely with you. I'm, this is shocking, John Paul. Yeah. You and I are on the same page here. Yeah. And their ratings were I, down. Ratings were down thirty five percent. I think really? that's because everybody was wanting to see who did Negan kill last year. They were artificially inflated because of well, the bat being swung. The Patriots are playing that night, too. And the Patriots have a big fan base. Yeah, but that, that counts in the DVR and everything else. Okay. People who watch the Patriots are still going to be DVRing it and watching it later. That's true. Uh, I, I think it was really because it was artificially inflated last year. It, it might have been. I think um, last year left everybody... The whole delayed season and the fact that they never really apologized for it. Walking Dead, that's probably Walking yeah. Dead and Kirkman in general. Um, I like Robert Kirkman. But I think they, right now they did wrong. They it, did wrong. it's gone to his head too much. And I think he has kind of the Joe Quesada attitude where I know what you're going to like better than you know what you're going to like. Yeah. yeah. And, and they go with it. And I'm afraid that that's what's happening to the show right now. Because they had to take a lot of criticism of you know slowing yeah. down. He's well, we need to slow down a lot because we can't throw too much at you at once. Yeah. You're only 12 episodes in. And when like eight of those episodes are slow... Yeah, you can, we yeah. kind of need more. I, I understand you need character development. You can't have constant fighting. That's, that gets too much. Yeah. But I, I'm afraid Kirkman is in that spot right now where I think his ego got out of control a little bit. And I think that's where we're at right now. Could be. Very so, well, um, could be. So to your point about the 20 seasons, what are they up to now? Which is, I believe it's eight. Is, is that it right? eight? Okay, that, that sounds Seven right. That sounds right, eight. I... Does the story have enough material that you could go 20 seasons? Sure. I don't well, think it's, it does. It's yeah. not a zombie apocalypse anymore by twenty by the 20th season. By then, it is just society rebuilding. Right. Which is kind of where we're at now. Like you said, there's very little zombie in it anymore. Um, it's just kind of a natural well, frustration around Yeah, they're more like a deadly rainstorm or anything right yeah. now. Um, that aside, I... I if they keep running it the way they're running it, I don't see it going 20 seasons. If they do like Doctor Who has done over the past 50-plus years, 
to where every so many years it's turned over to a new showrunner. And I don't mean new writer, because you have a whole team of writers, but at least a new person who's the executive producer who has their own vision, their own ideas. If you can turn it over to somebody new every five to ten years, you can get there. The thing is, I don't think you can. Simply the fact because the only way to do this show right now is simply the zombies, like you said, they're out of the equation yeah, yeah. as, as a deadly threat. Unless you create a new form of virus zombie, which will go over the top and probably kill the show anyways to begin with. It's always going to be survivors versus other survivors. Probably. It's always going to be that to keep the show going. Yeah. Sooner or later, they're going to camp out in an area like they're camping down right now. You can't have many more survivors in that area. You but, can't. Keep having of course, not reading the comic, I don't know exactly where all they've gone, but I can see you going through, like you said, we've already made the zombies almost irrelevant. Right. Um, you can get to a point, though, where you you got this war. This war is going to go for this full season. Right. I would say the war should end in one season for a TV show. I don't know about the comic book. For the TV show, the war should end in one full season. Um, that gets you ready for season nine. Season nine should be the repercussions of the war and rebuilding and dealing with stragglers and all kind of stuff. More internal politics. Season 9 is a little more drama than anything else, probably. Season 10 forward is where you have to do... You're right, you have to do something different. But it's not just other survivors. What if you have to start dealing with other governments or military? What if they suddenly discover, oh, the military... You know, almost think Resident Evil. Resident Evil went way over the top. Right. But you had... Different governments, different this, different that. And I actually didn't think of that. They have to do that to keep the show yeah. going. If you do that, you can definitely milk it for another two or three seasons with government, military-related stuff. You can probably get up to 12, 13, easy. Um, then what if you do have the zombie virus mutate and do something? What if you suddenly have fast zombies? They could go there. After so much time where you think the zombies are not a big deal, what if suddenly... When you thought you were going to be over here, swerve, fast zombies, and there's suddenly... If fast zombies happen, then all of a sudden that's a game changer. Yeah. I can see getting to 15 seasons fairly easy. Um, Beyond that, I don't know. That's where you need the different showrunners. I mean, I wanted to keep going, but I am kind of curious. How many people that watch this show, because it still gets good ratings, Mm -hmm. even though the ratings are down considerably. How many of these people that are watching the show are watching it simply because they invested so much time into these characters... As opposed to those who actually generally like it still. I think you have a lot of people who... It's the characters. There's a lot of them who it's just Daryl. I mean, there's a group that watch it just for Daryl. Right. There's a group who watch it for characters in general. There's a group who watch it for... Ooh, zombie violence. Makeup effects. Who who dies this week? I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys at this point. But you, you care about it a little yeah. bit. Everything. But I'm saying there's some people that's just... It's, it's more of a special effects event than anything else. Um, and there are some who... This is probably more me like the whole alternate future history thing, where are they going to go? I want to see the whole society development stuff. Isn't that going to be kind of cool? And it, it will be cool. Um, I, I do enjoy it. I'm just wondering. I don't think 20 seasons, I think it's just out of reach. I really do. I don't want shows to end, but I always say that at the beginning. Like, I never want Game of Thrones to end. It should end. I never want Walking Dead to end originally. Yeah, I could see this going another season two and calling it quits. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, it could end almost any time. Yeah. I just, I, it's not going to end for the next two seasons. But if this season ratings were to continually decline, it'll go on more. If next season they continually declined, that would be it. But they would have a full season to build towards a finale. I just think the 100th episode should mean something major happening. 
And this was just, more than just the good guys finally winning something. Yeah, the good guys just won something. At the same point, we're exactly where we were end of last season. Exactly where we were. Pretty much. The good guys are fighting back. Need knows are fighting back. He's going to come back and plan. Yeah, we don't know if they even really killed hardly any of the bad guys. Well, they killed the officers, I believe. They missed Negan. So that's, that's what I mean. We don't really know. We didn't see any bodies, really, outside of just a small handful. Well, the, the cars that were blown up. There were cars. Yeah, okay. The ones who had left. You're right. The ones who had left the factory area. Right. Um, and then there was that one explosion as the RV backed into the building and blew up. There were people who died right there. But really, we don't know. Was that it? Did nobody else die? Or did they lose 200 people? We and, well, we also don't know the extent of how big is Negan's army. We never really learned that. Right. We always outpost and that kind of stuff. And um, so, so, yeah. Um, that's where we are. That's where we're at right now in Walking Dead. I'm a little surprised about where we are because I thought we'd both be going, that was great. But instead, we're both going, well, that was okay. What's next? Um, is Fear of the Walking Dead crossover this season or is it next season? I think they said this season, I think. And how... Now, I don't watch Fear of the Walking Dead at all. I don't either. So I have no but idea. From what I've heard, that was like... Fear of the Walking Dead is the beginning. It uh, started at the beginning, so I don't know if... like they catch each, up to where they are right now? Or maybe that's what it is. Maybe each break is a catch-up or something. I, I don't know. Okay. Not knowing enough about it, I, I really can't say. I think they're actually... I think they're based in Seattle. Or, or maybe if there's... If the Walking Dead is taking place, say, a year in the future. Let's just pretend it's a year in the future. Even two years in the future. You could always have a crossover be one or two or three of the characters from Fear the Walking Dead show up that much later in life as a big tease to what's going on over on the other show to try to get people to go watch it. That should be It might not be a straight crossover. It might be a time, not time travel, but you know. And again, I'm not really sure the ratings here. I don't know if you know. How is Fear the Fear's ratings going? Obviously, they're doing well enough to get multiple seasons, but they're, they're lower than Walking Dead. But is AMC really demanding for, I mean, ratings? They've had some huge shows. Breaking Bad was gigantic. Yeah, Mad Men was gigantic. I, I think they're fine with all of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So with our time almost up here, do we have a B-Man question for next week? We do. It's, I can't really word this right, so I'm going to say this. What is your favorite one-and-done movie? And by what I mean by that is, what movie did you go in the movie theater or watch at home? That was great. I loved it. And that's Never going to see it again. Never going to say it again. Not that they didn't no make sequels to watch it again. or anything there's like no re- that. Yeah, I mean, there's a one-shot one movie. One-shot movie. You loved it. So, so I mean, I'm not going to use this for it, but like Casablanca. Right. I've seen that over and over and over. But Casablanca could be, for somebody who doesn't like old movies, went in, watched it, thought it was a masterpiece, but they're done with it because they don't, they don't turn on my old movies. I could see that being somebody's, right. like Matt from Hard at Work. I could see Matt watching yeah. it once and saying, yeah, I'm one and done. Yeah. Admitting that, yeah, that was enjoyable, but... Yep, so what is the best one and done movie in, in, right. in your opinion? That's a good that's a good question. Thank you. All right. So until next time, this is John Paul. Be me in. We are out of here. Alright, we're done.